Hey. What? Did you get them? I may have distracted him with the kiss and snuck them out of his jacket. My mall. Let's go. What's Sam researching now? Uh, I think he's just cataloging books right now. Ah, now this, Sandra, this is just the kind of relaxation we needed after the day we've had. Oh, Carly, we've got someone in the back seat again. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, it's you. Sorry. I didn't see you there. Don't mind the demon blade. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules and baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hi, my name's Carly and welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of supernatural and supernatural fan fiction. This episode, we will be doing a Q&A with my co-host Sandra, talking about what drew her into the show, what solidified her status as a Dean girl, how she got into supernatural fan fiction, and how she started writing her own works. We hope you enjoy! So yeah, I suppose we'll start. We'll start with the, the most obvious one. You know, what what drew you into supernatural? When did you start watching? What what grabs you? What pulled you in? Um yeah, so I uh I started back in it was early it was early twenty nineteen. Um, the way I got into it was I am not a horror person like at all. I don't like horror. I don't like anything that like squeaks me out or anything like that. And um, mm-hmm. if I watch a, if I watch a movie, that's a horror movie. I'm like, usually like watching it between my fingers, you know, or like, if I know there's a, a part that's coming, I just kind of don't look. So I'd never, honestly, I, I don't think I ever really heard about Supernatural, which to me is the weirdest thing when you realize how long it's been on, but I, it wasn't on my radar at all. I never heard of it. Um, and I started watching, I think right before I started watching Supernatural. I had watched Gilmore Girls on Netflix. I had never watched it when it was running, you know, on like when it had its own run. But then I was like, okay, this is something I'll watch it. And I could watch it with mom. It wasn't too, it wasn't too heavy or whatever. And um, watched that, got through all the seasons. Gilmore Girls, I think, did a, a like re- a return to Gilmore Girls like on Netflix for like a four episode arc and um it that might have been maybe that was after no I think it might have been right around that time so anyway I can I just say I'm yeah. loving that it was Gilmore Girls and it wasn't like Smallville or Dawson's no. Creek or Days of Our Lives you're such a huge dean girl yeah. such a big Jensen fan and it was Jared that got you yeah it I was love it. it was Jared because I was like oh he's cute you know I realized he was a lot younger but I was like he's cute and then so you know how on Netflix I'm I'm assuming they do this in the UK too if like with the app itself if you just leave it alone and you don't do anything with it you get like a screensaver that pops up and it starts showing like different different shows mm-hmm. you know you might be interested in and 
I kept seeing this supernatural thing. And then I was like, I saw it was Jared and Jensen, you know, that what that one that they always show where like Jared's looking off to the side and Jensen's like full of like, you know, hmm, like, you know, like looking at you. Yeah. At the screen. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I saw, Jer- I, I saw Jared. I did not glom to Jensen when I first, wow. I was like, here's, I'm like, that's the dude that's on, that was on Gilmore Girls. I'm like, oh, he, he grew up cute. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I saw the other, I saw, I saw this other dude. I was like, okay, whatever. And so I started watching it because of that. And I was like, so yeah, again, like I started it early 2019. I watched, I think two episodes and I watched them with Ted, my husband. And then I kind of like, didn't watch it again for a little. I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I started watching, it became this thing that I started watching at night before I'd go to bed. So I'd be on my laptop or on my iPad or on my phone or whatever. And I would just watch an episode of Supernatural and I would always fall asleep. So I would, there's probably when I first, the first run through, I lost episodes where I just did not even like, there would be somebody that would show up in another episode. And I'd be like, uh, what, how, okay, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I, I've missed, I've missed a ton of stuff, obviously. Yeah. I've, I've just I've got visions of you being like five episodes down the line, <laughs> starting out for starting out before you go to bed and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Where did they come from? What has happened? <laughs> what? I'll just watch the recap and it'll, it'll, it'll help. It'll help you know, <laughs> catch me up. So that's great. I love it. So it was kind of like, so really it was just kind of like this thing that I would, you know, I would watch, but you know, didn't really put a lot of, you know, stuff into. And I I think I really was pushing myself into being a Sam girl, like in the beginning, like because of Jared and, and all of that. And I was like, and I, I always say this and I feel bad about it, but like, I really, like, I feel like I was like, I was trying to like make something happen that wasn't there, like with yeah. Sam. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> it must've been like around season six. And I was wow, like, you tried hard then to make it make yeah, some a thing. Yeah, I did. I did. And then season six started happening and I was like, well, Dean, <laughs> am I not focusing on, on Can Dean? I just, can you I know? just say as a card carrying some girl, of all the seasons to give up on okay, him. I know. Season six soulless. The third man, that in and of itself should have been a thing when he's like working out. That's the thing that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't believe you saw that. You saw that and you were just like, nah, I'm gonna pick the one that keeps his clothes on all the time. So I really You're out of the Sam Club. That's yeah. it. So I I mean I, I really do think that I was like I enjoyed the show. But I think that it was, it was Dean, it was me finally like, you know, really kind of like taking the time to look at the character. And then I was like, well, he's got all, he's, he's all of the things I shouldn't like, right? He's the bad boy. He's the one that's sarcastic. He's the one that, you know, doesn't really like deal with his feelings and, and da, 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 da. like, but, but there's so many reasons why this poor boy isn't doing that. And I think it was like. It was season six where I really started like, I'm going to give Dean, I'm going to give Dean a chance. Honestly, I'm stunned I'm of all the seasons. You could have given up on like season three when mm-hmm. his hair was still insane. Season It's still insane in season four. I'm rewatching season four now. You could have given up at that point, man. You could have just been like, nope, 
but you waited until he was the best and you were like nah stop for me devastated i could only be more devastated if you got to season eight and abandon um, the Musa. Well, no, and it's it's like, and it's not that I don't appreciate. I really, I really do. I appreciate, I appreciate Sam. But in terms of connection, I feel like it's one of those things where you spend time with somebody and then you're like, okay, here's all of the stuff that's behind what he's hiding, you know? And I think that's yeah. what kind of like got me, got me into Dean. And then let's be honest. I mean, Jensen's Jensen's so good looking that it's like you just want to be mad at him like from from the get-go like it was like yep he was immediately that sarcastic oh he's you know he's the comic relief he's 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 funny he's you know he's he's going to be a little bit of a a razor and you know he's going to have all this like pompous attitude but then you just you real like if I had met I really do think like meeting that character if you meet if you meet if you meet either of those characters you're immediately going to i would think you would like sam more just on the surface of it you know because sam is just nicer you know sweeter mm-hmm. he doesn't have as much of an edge to him right off the bat but i i honestly i i don't know i, I this this is what happened i just it, it became it became this thing and then i was like holy hell, I've missed all these episodes. Let me start to go back and like watch it again. So then I was watching it again. And when I started watching and filling in all of the gaps, again, <laughs> making it to the end of the episode, I was like, I have to give this my attention now. And then that's when it all started. So really it was like October, November of 2019 when I guess they were starting like the last season started to air. And then yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, I told my husband, I'm like, you should probably give Supernatural another try. I said, because I'm full on into it. And I didn't really tell him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have this thing for Dean um, yeah, that didn't kind of show up until he was in like, again, until he was like into season six. I was like, yeah, so I should tell you now. This is where <laughs> it started. What is it about you in season six? Were you just looking at Sam like, Holy cow, he's ripped. He's got good hair. He's an asshole. It's fucking great. Nah. Maybe it's the, a- you know what? maybe it's the asshole thing. Or you know what I think it was too? I just didn't know what was going on with him at the beginning of season six. And I know a lot of people have talked about this. Like I couldn't get a, a hold on what the heck was happening to him. And I'm like, this just isn't this. I this doesn't make sense. I don't understand. And maybe that's what kind of like had me look at Dean trying to process it too a little bit more because it wasn't really like out out in the open like right away like that yeah. whole soulless thing didn't show up until halfway through so I, I admit I, I am not one of those people that as soon as I saw as soon as I saw Jensen I wasn't like oh my god he's the most amazing thing ever and then I'm like what the hell was wrong with <laughs> <laughs> you know and then and then I started watching I didn't really watch a lot of the conventions because I didn't want to get spoiled once I realized the conventions were a thing and I saw it on YouTube I'm like Cause I didn't even know what the hell J2 was. Like I didn't know any of this stuff. Like I remember watching Netflix, like seeing like the, the screenshots on Netflix and seeing Misha. I'm like, who the hell is this dude on like the cover? I'm like, when, when I'm like, I'm on three seasons and didn't like where, when is he showing up? And then he finally showed up in season four. I'm like, oh, okay. Well now this makes sense. I'm like, but you're kind of spoiling things by showing somebody. And then, but then I'm like, well, I'm so far behind. It's, it's my own fault at this point for not knowing what's going on. But no, I, I started watching the conventions and 
I think that was where I started like really like it was it was jonesing hard for Jensen because like oh I'm like he's actually a, a lower you know like a lower like a, a not a not as hardcore as Dean but you could see where where he pulls Dean out of him you know like and like magnifies it and I think that was even more of it I was like oh I'm like oh this is bad <laughs> I'm gonna really like this guy a lot and then it just got it just it's it's what it is <laughs> now. From that. it's what it is now so yeah, I gotta started, say yeah I I didn't give Dean the time of day properly until after I'd got to know kind of Jensen's public persona because mm-hmm. I was like it's Sam it's all Sam mm-hmm. I'll forgive the bad hair Sam mm-hmm. Sam 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 yeah, yeah. and Dean was just like, like for me Dean was just like the funny big brother yeah, you know like yeah. I fell for him he'd had some really rough storylines and I fell yeah, for him yeah but it was it was it for Sam mm-hmm. but then like when we sort of when we'd all sort of caught up and we were watching it live and then like especially watching like the virtual conventions mm-hmm. and the conventions that have gone live like at the back end of last year mm-hmm. um really falling in love with with Jensen then mm-hmm. and going back and watching the show now I watched Dean much more closely than yeah. I did before yeah because I like I've made that connection because mm-hmm. like I'll ask you if you were to rank Sam Dean Jared and Jensen in I don't know like favorite to least favorite mm-hmm. or who who would you marry? Put them in levels of who you would marry. Like how do you, how do you rank them, character and actor? Well, I mean, if I wanted to torture myself forever, I would marry Dean <laughs> because I would always have to be dealing with the angst and the drama. Angst, but I honestly think I would be totally for all of that because I just love that. I. I've grown to love that character so much. Um, he's got my whole, it sounds so awful to say about a character, but like he has like my whole heart. Like I want to take care of him. You know, I want to make sure that he gets all of the things that he didn't get, you know, growing up. Cause I, I feel yeah. that, I feel that connection with him in a way too. We were talking before we started recording, we were talking about daddy issues and stuff. And I think I, I think I understand that part of him a lot too and how much he struggled and wanted his dad to see him in a way as more than just a utility, um, yeah. a means to an end. And I think we bond over that a lot. Um, and I really do. I love that about, I love that he's struggled, but just keeps trying and he's so, resilient and he gives so much of himself to people that he cares about to the point where it's detrimental to himself but you know that that comes from a place of love but then also he like abandoned there's so many things and yes I would I would be in for it all the way through but it would be Dean I would just it would be Dean and then you know in terms of perfection and not having to wear and do everything right, it would be Jensen. <laughs> no, you'd you'd still you'd still pick Dean the character over Jensen. Yeah, the person yeah. really. Yeah. That's really interesting. Dean's the bottom of my list. Mm. Absolutely, I would go Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I think I'd kill Jared. I think <laughs> yeah. I'd just have to hit him in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> so for me, like my my rankings would be Sam. 
Jensen, Jared, and then Dean. So and I Dean- would be, yeah, I would be Dean, Jensen, I would be Jared, and then I would oh. be Sam. Oh, well, you could deal with him taking your children out without shoes yeah. and giving them ice cream in bed. <laughs> now, Dean's, Dean's bottom of my list in terms yeah. of, like, from an actual, like, life mm-hmm. point of view, because he lies, and Sam lies, but Dean's lies seem... Sam seems more open with his feelings, and Dean really lies to cover them up, and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm far more with Sam's. Let's talk it out, you know. Sam's girly little. Let's yeah. talk about our feelings. Yeah. I and I, I couldn't with Dean. And then, my, yeah, my my whole thing with with Dean and his lies, and I know, like you know, as as you're watching him doing it, and you're like, Dean, no, Please. don't. Why? But I also think that there's this there's this part of him that's like well if i doing the lie is protecting in a way that's how he's rationalizing it he's protecting someone that he cares about from something and not thinking through what the consequences are i think he's gotten well he didn't get better at it um, but he got a little bit better at it but i remember in the last season being so upset about them throwing in yet another thing that he was holding back and I know he was doing it because he wanted to be the one that was the sacrificial lamb. Again, he lies to the point of protecting that then makes it more complicated. And Sam does not handle that well, you know, and I know Sam got better at it, but I, I still think that he would have, I, I think that if he'd been given a chance, I think he would have gotten he wouldn't have, he would have gotten better at that once Chuck was out of the picture. I really do think that that's the case because again, you get back into how much of that was him following or being led into sort of like a script, you know? And then he was maybe like, he was, they always kept coming back to that always coming, you know, and that's like an author just using that same old, same old again, when there has to be growth. And I think there was, you know, but they kept using that crutch thing again. It's like, Oh God, there, there the boys go again there they go again they're they're doing mm. it again they're lying to each other somebody's holding this back somebody's holding this back and dean did a shit ton um but i i i also think it came from a place where he just did not believe that anybody could care about him enough in in a way and i think it was just like well i'm just going to do what i need to do just to get the job done i think that would have changed i really do i think over time if without Chuck I think that would have been that would have been a thing he would have been able to work on you know we talk about the boys in therapy I think Sam got some I really do think even though they didn't talk about it I think Sam got some therapy during the 15 years but Dean didn't you know Dean didn't yeah see for me it's it's not so much it's not so much the lies it's the implication behind the lies Mm -hmm. yeah that like he lies because he doesn't trust that anybody will like have his back like as you say so he lies to shoulder the burden himself mm-hmm. because then it's you know he's not he doesn't have to rely on anybody mm-hmm. and that that just doesn't work for me if you don't trust me enough to help you deal with your problems whether they're saving the world from the apocalypse or you maybe think you drink too much you know if you're gonna lie about it if you're not gonna let me in i can't i can't deal with that and i feel like i would always sam would always let me in yeah. Whereas Dean would always shut the door. And then obviously I, I, I would kill Jared. I, that woman deserves a trophy 
I would stab him. I could not cope. But Jensen seems to be like, seems to be reasonably put together. You know, he doesn't, we don't hear any ha-ha funny stories about Jensen. like Not as much. No, no, no. Parenting, you know? So he he seems reasonably put together. Yeah, I guess, see, see, for me, I... I, I see Dean's I see Dean's lying as being more sacrifice. And I guess that's just that's just how I, I come at it with him. Because especially like okay, like see, here's here's where here's where Sam does kind of like great me. Cause I think Sam knows certain lies that he will tell Dean will hurt Dean mm-hmm. to the core. The season nine thing where he kept saying to Dean, well, no, I would, I would choose this over, over you every time. Like, you know, if it, if, if it meant saving the world, I would do it. I would, I would do it. And that kept coming up again and again and again. And then it's at the very end when Dean's, you know, gotten stabbed by the mark, the, the blade, the cane, what, what, the mark of cane blade. What, <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dean's like, well, he's like, I thought you could, I thought you didn't care. He's like, well, I lied, you know, and Dean's like, well, okay. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, and so it's like, it's almost sometimes I feel that there's, and maybe it's the older brother, younger brother thing, but I've seen so many, they've shown so many instances of, of ways that Dean sacrificed for Sam. And I think even the sacrifice becomes the lying, you know, and that's, he's like, I, I, not, not that he doesn't, trust Sam I think that's gotten better it was it, it's taken time you know, like season five and then again in season eight and then I think he, you know letting seeing what Sam's capable of I think that again it was slow but I think he's he's come to terms with how good of a hunter Sam is but that took him a long road again it would take him a long time but I think he would get there so yeah for me the lie is more and I guess it's just because I can forgive him more because I, I see it as sacrifice. You know, I, I see it as him sacrificing himself. Not necessarily that he can, he can do a lot of things a lot better, but he also knows Sam's a lot better at other things. And I think he's good with knowing, I think he just always feels like the soldier, you know, and that's, yeah. that's where he thinks that's- his, his skill set is. And he's like, well, I'm just going to be the one that, that sacrifices, you know, I, I'm ready to go in and, and do what has to be done. And if I'm the one that gets taken out, then you'll be able to, pick up the pieces and, and do a better job than than I would yeah kind of that's thing. it how much how much of that how much of that lying and you know sacrificing comes from John hammering mm-hmm. hammering it into him yeah to protect his brother and yeah. you know take no the matter risks. what don't yeah. don't ever put Sam in danger take the risks yourself or I had or so, like season you know, two it's you just got to, you know he had to keep a he had to keep a secret that you know his dad told him you know if you can't save your brother you're gonna have to take him out like you know that's you don't do that <laughs> AO3 tag of the week John Winchester's A plus parenting right there yep. you know and I mean just thinking I mean I remember hearing and it's so it's sad and funny to watch like the beginning I think it's, it's even in season one where Dean says something like, I'm tired, Sammy. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, you got 14 more years of this, buddy. I'm like, you know, yeah. and he just keep he just keeps doing it, you know? And I yeah, I I, I guess that's I guess that's why I, I, I see when I think you see over the years why he's the way that he is and you get more information and you see the relationships, it just makes me makes me love him more. It makes me want to mm. help him more. Uh, not save him. I don't want to say that because then that makes me like Dean. But I think just being there, 
you yeah. know, for him because that you, you know, you're going to have somebody there all the time. Cause I don't even think he always felt that way with Sam, even though he said it was always you and me. I, I just, I think he knew, or he wanted Sam to have something more, you know, and Sam mm. made the decision, you know, to stay with him too, where yeah. I think he probably really would have wanted, you know, he would have wanted something something else and he became reticent and it's like okay well I have to do this because you know Sam took it upon himself to to be one of those people that you know helped save the world over and over again but I I think it was more of a more of a duty in a weird way like to to stay with Dean where Dean just loved having Sam around you know Mm -hmm. I think you see that more and Um, I think I think there's probably always, always in the back of Sam's mind, uh, in Dean's mind, sorry, that Sam leaving is always a possibility because mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. You know, he left. He went to Stanford. Yeah. That was you can never unring that bell. So yeah. as much as as much as Sam might swear up and down, it's you and me till the end. I think mm-hmm. in Dean's mind, there's probably always a bit that goes, he could change his mind tomorrow. Yeah, you know, he walked out on me before. He could do it again. Yeah. So that probably again feeds into the the keeping the secrets and the lies and the, you know, trying to, trying to hide everything from Sam. But yeah. I just, obviously we're looking at it from like an outsider perspective, not like a mm-hmm. sibling perspective. And I'm like, no, you lie too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. I could not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I, I don't know. I've also, I've, you know, having a hubby that's not very good with, you know, emotion and sitting down and talking. And for me having to pull that out of, you know, my husband, I kind of know that it would be a struggle with Dean too, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, there's, there's reasons behind it, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I could see myself being just infuriated with him, but then, oh my God, it's Dean Winchester. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that trumps a lot of things. That trumps a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of where so I was, I was at, you know, it was like October, I think is when I, that's when I started like, um, finding fan fiction and really kind of mm-hmm. delving more into Dean and other people's ideas of Dean. And that was kind of, you know, it's like, Oh, I was like, wow. Like, Oh my God, there's a ton of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I kind of, you know, started reading and I didn't really, I tried a couple different places. Um, but then, uh, you know, AO3 was where I found, um, a lot of authors and um, stories that I really liked uh, and I think that might have been around the time when I found Rookie. Um, she was one of mm-hmm. the first, she was one of the first fictions I learned to like bookmark and like, you know, put on my list of things that, you know, I really liked reading. And I just remember I think Tulsa was the one that really like floored me. I mean, all of it is great. And, um, but I think the Tulsa, just the, and again, I think this is where I get into my plotting where, you know, she did that whole backstory about the, um, the case that they were researching and things like that. And I was like, like, she's like really going hard on this. And I was like, this is, you know, this is impressive. And, um, and then I just kind of like, you know, kept reading, trying to keep up because I mean, I don't even know how many words all of her parts are, but it's 
it's amazing. And you know, she's got so some money. She's got some great smut, you know. Um yeah. I love the priest, priest dean and uh the uh <laughs> the mm. from like rock and a hard place. <laughs> I mean, they're, yep. it's all great, but it's like seeing that dynamic between Rookie and Dean and how they navigate too. Cause you know, they, they've both got a ton of issues and they're, you know, figuring out how to work it out together um, along the way. And there's the drama and there's angst and um, yeah, I, I, I think that was kind of like where I, where I really started like thinking and I, I don't, I'd already been. I've written forever and I've written other types of fan fiction and different things like that. But I was like, mm. I, I, I started looking at all this other stuff. And I was like this, I was just like impressed and kind of like, I don't think I could do anything even close to some of the stuff that I was reading. Cause I loved Incogninja. Um, just again, like she's to me, Incogninja is just like, she's the epitome of Dean one shots. Like she just, she does all that great stuff. Well, that I, I didn't think I could do. And then um, mm-hmm. and COVID came around and it was like March, middle of March. And, you know, got the word, yeah, we're going to be home for a while, for a few weeks. And I literally remember just like I was I was looking out my office window at home um, into my backyard and I was looking into my neighbor's backyard. And I was just like, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> <laughs> if... Uh, if my neighbor was Dean Winchester and I could just like, you know, watch him working on baby from this, from this vantage point and stuff. And I was like, well, what if I did a, you know, what if I just wrote a COVID thing? And then I started thinking about, I'm like, well, COVID's depressing. So I said, I didn't want to do a COVID thing. So I'm like, well, so what if it's just, he's just a neighbor and, you know, thinking about the backstory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just, I, I don't know why I said, I'm just going to call it a view to a Winchester. Cause for some reason I was thinking, Oh, that's such a cute little riff off of like a James Bond, um, you know, movie of you to a kill. Yeah. I was just like, okay. And I, I just started and I, I think I wrote probably, I was almost done writing it before I even like decided to put it on AO3. And even then I was like, oh, do I do this? Cause really it was just going to be for me, just something to get out there. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm like, I think, you know, maybe somebody else would be interested in in reading it and um then I started I started posting it and again like it took a while before anybody I think really like commented and I think Winchester's Queen was like one of the first ones to comment on it and I think I do I can't remember now I think maybe she had like told Dee about about it and then at some point towards the end of the story commented and I was just like oh my god I'm like I was I was so I was fangirling over the fact that she commented on my stuff because I was like I love your writing I just you know rookies one of the reasons why I just said you know okay I'm just gonna try to write something myself and then we started you know those page long comments on yeah AO3 and it's just like you know what you can just you can just email me here (laughs) yeah you would you would email you would email queen and then I was like nah nah group chat guys I can't I can't keep up with all these email threads yeah and then I was like email and it was like she's like well just you know we could just do twitter and I'm like okay well I'm not that great on twitter but okay I guess I'll give it a try and then um yeah I mean I think I was I don't know like I'm gonna do what you were doing when we were talking about your stuff is look back on 
gotta gotta scroll back through yeah because i'm trying to figure out when i kind of posted all of these different things so you posted view to a winchester in june of 2020 yeah because i went back and looked and then i think by then my like little second bit yeah then i did like from delaware with love which again was like a riff off of um james bond but that was like just like a little short like spot in between and then i did mm-hmm. uh i guess i did yeah the hunter Hunter who loved me was my next one and that's that's these are all part of like my some sunny day series which i didn't come up with the name until from delaware with yeah. love and the fact that you know i heard jensen sing simple man i was like well we've got to use that we've just got to use that um yeah but i think when i started i think probably when i got done with or close to done with hunter who loved me i feel like that's when d said we should do a collab we'd been talking about it but mm-hmm. when does that even show up i don't even see it on my list i'm trying to figure it out it Where came is that? um that all went up on the 27th of September, okay. 2020. We yeah. all did that. But you saw, like, you finished off The Hunter Who Loved Me around the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I guess we can, I guess we could try. We could try that. <laughs> See yeah. how that goes. And I was, I was And then we gave you, being, yeah. We gave you the Dean part for Perfect Day, didn't we? We were like, here, do this. Yeah, which was really helpful. And I really appreciated that I had to finish it. <laughs> Yes. I was like sorry about that you like, can, okay um, you can you can blame her for that because I didn't have nothing to do with that yeah, yeah I wrote yeah. I wrote she gave me she gave me hers mm-hmm. and I was like okay cool and I followed like the same plot like the same kind of timeline as hers mm-hmm. and then it was like all right cool and it, it was nothing to do with me you could yeah. have you could have followed the same plot, but it would have been weird because Dean wasn't in the scene or anything. Yeah, yeah. So again, I think it was a matter of me sort of like going back and being like, okay, so I knew some of the basic history, you know, that um, Sam and Reader, you know, had like, uh, it's like uh, that, oh, what if we had or if we'd only and then um, I think Dean sliding himself in there and like, so having to figure out how that happened and also just like a backstory about them, you know, like I loved the idea of them having Bobby's places, like their little hunters camp, like, you know, where the kids yeah. went um, and they kind of were like almost like big brothers in a way for her. But then that changed as they got older and then Sam leaving, you know, um, right as they almost would have maybe tried for something and then you know, mm-hmm. Dean coming back into her, her life later and them trying and how that, you know, again, I'm going to say it like Dean sacrificing himself, like, you know, making yeah. that sacrifice for his brother, you know, and that, but yet still loving and caring for the both of them and then wanting them to come back together, knowing that was what was best, you know, and sacrificing mm-hmm. and all of that. And then I, it's it's a it's a I don't like that the ending is very like well what happens I mean I think you you get the sense you could take it a lot of different ways based off of the way each of the parts go um I would still want to think that you know Dean does something you know to to change all of that you know at some point but I I I always that happy ending of them being 
together in one way or another is, you know, Salmon Reader. So, um, yeah. I think I always like the way, the way, the way I'd, I'd written my part of that was that, that Sam definitely, you know, he didn't make it. Like mm-hmm. that was, that I was fairly definitive on that. Mm-hmm. But I always, and still every time, if I reread like the three parts together, I get to your part and I get to the end and I'm like, oh, he's going to make it in time. He's going to make it in time. <laughs> and I wrote the end of mine. I know what happens. And I'm like, no, he's going to make it in time. It's going to be fine. But I, I like my personal headcanon for that is that he does make it in time for her, mm-hmm. you know, and that it's, it, Sam's sacrifice wasn't, wasn't in vain in that point. Because mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're both, you know, really injured, but I always imagine like Sam like threw himself in front of her mm-hmm. to try and take the brunt of it kind of thing. And right. and that maybe, you know, maybe Dean gets there just in the nick of time and you know, just just pulls her back from the, the jaws of death. Yeah. Yeah. Be a bit dramatic. And you know, maybe maybe they find each other again in mm-hmm. the loss of Sam. You know, he's not he's not kind of looming over their relationship anymore yeah yeah that they they find happiness together but still every time I finished I know what happens at the end of mine and I'm like he's gonna make it in time he's gonna make it in time (laughs) and I just I loved I loved the way because like obviously you you were the last part and you'd pulled so beautifully from like things that I'd written and things that that Dee had written and you know you you put them in so beautifully because I really hammered home like early Sam like feeling dirty and feeling mm-hmm. impure. impure and yeah. things yeah. and you you like picked up those little things and like sort of juxtaposed it with Dean's relationship with her and it was beautiful yeah because beautiful. I mean you know it's it, it, it all comes from it all comes from great material right so when you have when you have great stuff to to work off of then then you can you can pull out some some good things and it was nice that we had those like back and forth I think you know about well, what if I did this? Cause there's one, there's one term. Uh, what does D really like when he says baby girl or something baby like girl. that? So yeah. it's like, you know, I had to put that in there, you know, just because, and um, I don't remember if I've, I don't think I even bothered with hair stuff with Sam. Cause I think you might've, somebody had that covered. So I was like, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> we're sort of at the end. And it was really more about, you know, how does Dean sort of fit, but not like, how did he put himself in and then take himself out? And how is he, again how is he going to save the day um which is where I always go back to with with that hero of mine like how is he going to do whatever he can to you know to save the people that he cares about and I I I can't I can't not think that way about him um so that's I think how how I came you know about with that but there was um I think I tried my first my first like reader point of view because I can't we've talked about this. I don't like, um, YN reader mm-hmm. stuff. That's I'll read it. Yeah. If it's a really good author, but it just takes me out. So, yeah. um, D had a really good way of, um, using nicknames and things like that. And I was like, okay, so this makes it, this makes it easier. This makes it more palatable, you know, like I can, I can, I can, I can do that. So I, I tried, um, a little oh reader pov house edge and that was just like I, I like to take things sort of like out of certain points in supernatural and then kind of like focus on those so that was kind of my start I did the 
um, the in Vegas thing was season seven, like right before Becky. Yeah. You know, all that. So it was like that little like snippet that like night where like the reader meets Dean before all hell breaks loose and he has to go somewhere and do something else. And I did um, that, which wasn't isn't very not very explicit, but it kind of like, you know, you get to you get to see what it's like to spend, you know, a night with Dean and not have a lot come out of it, then have a lot come out of it where, you know, you're going to darn it, you know, you're going to pine after this dude that you met one night and then he's gone. And then I wrote another Mm -hmm. part a little bit after that, after talking to um, Winchester's queen, um, who is a hot air balloon aficionado and where she's at in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they do a balloon fiesta um, every October. And it's this huge thing. And I started asking her about that. I'm like, Oh, what's that like? What do they do? And she, she was like giving me pages and pages on Twitter of like, you know, her backstory and the ins and outs of like how you operate a hot air balloon. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, well, you know, maybe I can add that to the reader and do another part. And then that's where I wrote, um, cremation Charlie, which still to this day, even though it's not like, you know, doesn't get a lot of hits and views. I love that story because so much of it came out of listening to Winchester's Queen and kind of building something out of I've never done this before. It's probably not right. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm using you as a consultant. You know, let me know if anything's not there that shouldn't be there if I get anything really super wrong. And it just was like okay. another continuation of like, you know, picking up after um after Bobby died I think so it was like a lot of time had passed because season seven a lot happens in season seven that yeah those poor guys and (laughs) so they go through it that's why Sam's got such long hair in season eight he didn't have time to get a haircut he's like this hasn't stopped this year's been insane well plus he had a year right he had a year after season seven to grow that out too so over time Mm -hmm. I think yeah but um yeah so I you know I I added that in there and I, I really still really like, I love that because I was able to like do a lot of research again. Like I just kind of like did, okay, what would it be like going through Albuquerque and driving through route six, route 66. And, you know, what are some things you'd hit along the way and hearing, hearing Winchester's queen, you know, her comment was like, oh my God, I love that you just got all these little bits and these little details. And you, you throw these things in that I know, and I feel like I'm right there with them, you know, and it was like, okay, so I, I did a good job. I still, it's a series. It's called round and round. We rendezvous. I have an idea for a part three, but it's just brewing in the background. And I think it's going to involve because I can't help it. It's going to involve Dean in a cabin and cowboy stuff after like city grown willow thing that he Jensen had to go and do and so it'll probably yeah. be something like that but not anytime soon but that was another one that I had I had done and most of it's some sunny day but I've tried a couple other things but you know and a couple other one shots but um one shots are hard <laughs> I <laughs> Which... categorically disagree <laughs> even though I say that and then I put myself you know in the situation where I'm I'm writing like pages of plot and outline and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? So it's, I go back and forth. I think, I think writers just tend to do that to themselves. Like you want to, you want to torture yourself in some way. And it's like, you just have to find a different way to do it each time. So with me, it's, it's plot or it's character. 
you know, is this authentic? Is this something the character would really do? And that's the thing I kind of, I kind of go back to again, like when I read something, if it feels like it's Dean, then I feel like I'm in for it. But you gotta, you gotta make me believe that it's, even if it's in a one shot, like I have to believe that that's Dean Winchester, even if it's something he would never have done before. Like I still have to like in your fiction, like if I've never, you know, thought about him being, you know, a little more on the submissive side, like you have to show me that that's still him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I have to feel that if I don't feel that I'm not in for it. So I'm, I've gone yeah. through my history on AO3 and there's a lot of like start and stops and tried and not really. And then there's some other ones where I've read that I never would have thought I would have enjoyed that just feel like Dean, you know, and um, like yeah. a lot of a bisexual Dean, um, you know, his like coming to terms with, you know, that part of himself and, you know, opening himself up to that possibility um there's some that I really like there's like one there's one Destiel one that I really love that's actually almost like it's a time travel one and he um he meets Castiel when Castiel's in a female vessel and there's nothing there romantic wise there but there's still that bond and then you know it flashes forward and then they finally get their act together and get together and, and all that stuff. So there's, there's a lot of different, you know, reasons and aspects. And he's just, he's a very, he's just an interesting character to me. You know, there's a lot to him. And again, like yeah. it's, it's sur at surface, you're like, oh, he's just another pain in the ass, dude. You know, it's like, get away. <laughs> it's like, you know, why are you doing that? And then I think, you know, I still think if I'd met him on the street and he was like, Hey, how you doing? I probably would be like, Oh God, it's that guy who thinks he's, you know, so full of yeah. himself. So if I hadn't gotten the opportunity to spend more time with him, I probably would not have changed my initial impression, you know, of him. So, um, yeah, he's almost like a this. one kind of flavor, you know, like at first, like, it's just like, Oh, he's just, you know, you know what, if you want that, then that's what you'll get but then there's other things underneath you know that you'll find out later yeah on, you know exactly I mentioned this in the group chat when I was dying on the sofa last weekend when I was like you could watch every episode of Supernatural a hundred times and you'd see something different on the 101st watch mm -hmm. every time mm -hmm. and that could just be you'd interpret a line a different way mm -hmm. or you'd see you know a body language shift that came with something and you'd be like oh mm -hmm. You know, if you want to watch the show and uh, it's a show about monsters, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But the, I think it's one of those shows you have to go back and you have to rewatch with the knowledge mm -hmm. that you've gained when you got to, like, obviously when it was still in, in production, mm -hmm. the knowledge that you've gained at the end of 10, 11, 12, and you go back and you watch it again and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, and like it falls, like different things fall into place mm -hmm. and you know, if you want Dean to just be the comic relief asshole big brother, he can be that. But mm -hmm. if you look, mm -hmm. there's so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's great. And I, it I really swear is. one of the reasons why I didn't like him sooner was probably because I fell asleep through most of those episodes <laughs> where he was he was like just like 
bearing his soul. Like, you know, I, I do not remember a lot of the like crying <laughs> until yeah. I watched it, you know, and like a lot of the times where I think we've talked about it, where, you know, he's, he shows himself more to the, I guess, to the audience, you know, more than he does to even to Sam. Like, I think the first time you yeah. really see a lot of what him chipping away is, I don't know, maybe not until season four the big yeah that's like the big that's the big turning point where i think he's you know and i, look I know that because i just i just watched it I yes was so- i remember and you were like i saw i saw i saw yellow eyes and i hadn't seen yellow eyes before and i'm like oh yeah. that's interesting that was like one of the first things i i remember I- watching that and seeing that of course when i was like awake and fully invested i remember <laughs> seeing that i missed so here's the thing that i missed because I didn't watch, because I fell asleep at Yellow Fever the first time, I had never seen the Eye of the Tiger thing until the second. No and I was way. like, oh my God, what am I, what have I missed? So oh, Yellow Fever is like one, we'll do like a top 10 episodes yeah. and a top, a top, a bottom 10 episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Yellow Fever is so, I just love it so much. Yeah. I, I said it in our group chat, that episode is 40 minutes of Jensen being a dick and Jared fighting to stay in character, and I love it. <laughs> but for me, it's season four when you see Jensen kind of, Dean rather, kind of showing his emotions to Sam rather than just the audience. Mm-hmm. Is, it's it's not the episode after Yellow Fever because that's the one with Sam Hain. No, it's Heaven and Hell, right? Like right after um, right after, right after Anna and, and everything in the car and the whole like yeah. demon angel thing, and then he finally like tells him. They're sat, they're sat where they stood by the car. Mm-hmm. And it's it's again, it's an Ackles perfect tear moment. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really crying. And Sam's just like, oh my God, what the <laughs> hell do I do with this? But it's Sam's not even the focus of I don't even think the camera switches to Sam at all. It's totally in on Jensen mm-hmm. crying and just for the first time saying that it's too much it's too hard Mm -hmm. doesn't want to do it anymore he can't do it anymore and it's just that's that's the moment it cracks for me yeah and then it's actually shutting down like when you when you really realize he has not shut down really before until that and now he's like starting to shut down and then I think it happens again um Mm -hmm. I think it's on the head of a pin after he uh, tortures Alistair and you know realizes he's the one that you know he's the one that started it um all the seals breaking yeah. and then I think it's like he just keeps he just keeps getting railed on and hit and hit again with like you did this you did this you know um you made these choices and now you 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 know you're having to deal with it and you don't want it and I I I still I think you can really see a, you can see such a change. And again, it's not immediate, but you see such a change in Dean between season one and season three before he goes to hell, right? He's, he's just, he's a hunter. He's had it rough. He's had it hard, but he hasn't had it <laughs> like he gets it when he goes to hell and then comes back and then he's changed again, you know, and then it's even more. And then I mm-hmm. think it happens again. It happens again when he loses Sam and he adjusts to whatever, you know, real life is yeah. for him. And then it's again purgatory 
coming back. And it just seems like I, I totally understand, you know, Sam, Sam was in the cage and had a ton of stuff. I feel like I know Sam doesn't, Sam's not the sympathetic character. He's, he's never portrayed, I think that way truly. And I think that's the writers too, where they kind of like throw a lot of it on Sam and it's not really justified, but they make pretty early on, even if Sam was meant to be the hero, they put the focus on all of the stuff that happens again and again and again and again, a lot on Dean. And I think then Sam gets it again with the trials, you know, and like different things like that, like, but they'll like take turns, but then you get Dean with the damn Mark Kane and then Dean with the demon. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I think getting that, you know, and yeah, um, neither, neither of them have, have a particularly great 15 years, but yeah. in terms of big bads, it always seems to be Dean, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Dean goes to hell mm-hmm. and then, Dean comes back and he's, you know, trying to sort of deal with Sam and all the Sam's got the whole demon blood thing. Yeah, but yeah. you know, the Dean's sort of the one being being tortured with like, oh, remember this and remember that, and here's a demon that you dealt with in hell, and mm-hmm. here's Lilith that sent you, and it's kind of all being dangled over Dean, like mm-hmm. he just like almost smacking him in the face with it yeah and then yeah okay it's like sam brings the lid back and that's awful and then there's the whole hi you're the vessels for the archangels and Mm -hmm. you know it's just i don't know it just dean just seems to get the worst of it yeah and as a a sam girl i should absolutely be like no sam went to hell and sam was soulless and i'm just like yeah but dean who dean went to hell and purgatory you know yeah he's under stripes yeah but they've 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 both had it they've both had it really hard but I just feel like I think the writers make you lean towards you know Dean being the more of the hero at least they they, they take some turns with it and I don't you know I don't think that's fair you know to Sam mm. either um the way they kind of like they don't give you a lot of, I I season five I don't season four I mean they're great seasons but I feel like season four they don't give you a lot of chance to be sympathetic towards Sam because he has to be the, you know, they have to have that moment where they fight and say, you know, if you walk out that door and da 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 da, da and all of that, and they, they build it up that way. But um, well, they kind of, they kind of paint Sam quite villainous in season four anyway, because mm-hmm. even before the demon blood thing. So like, I'm, I'm still kind of like midway through my season four rewatch. So mm-hmm. my memory's probably a bit spotty, but even before the whole he starts doing the demon blood thing with Ruby, like he's sneaking around on Dean and, mm-hmm. you know, he's lying about where he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And they do paint him as quite, you know, quite villainous in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. You know, and it's like Dean's dealing with all the coming back from hell stuff. And then, you know, his brother's like running out on him as well. And mm-hmm. poor Dean, I just yeah. feel for him. It's a rough ride. Yeah. He does. So, I mean, I guess that's why I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I would be setting myself up for so much work, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still Dean though. Can't get out of those green eyes. No, Joel. I just, I just, I, he's, I, and he does so many like little sweet things too, like stuff that you don't expect. Like you can tell that he, it's more acts, I think, for him, you know, rather than like maybe like a gift or something. But like, so he's like very much like action oriented mm-hmm. when it comes to like showing how he cares about people. And I think I really appreciate that too. You know, that he'll, when he yeah. cares about you, he'll, 
you know I'm, I'm turn the happy. heat up and run you a bath yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Carly yeah uh, um, yeah no my husband's kind of like my my husband has made you know a couple comments too where he's like you know he's like Dean will throw people under the bus to take care of Sam and he's like you know he's like he really only kind of utilizes who he needs for Sam you know and he's talked about Kevin which is totally fair you know like kind of like just use them use them for what you need as long as it gets as long as as long as it makes sure Sammy's taken care of and that's all that matters and again like how much of that is instilled in him from his growing John up Winchester's you know? a plus parenting yeah Man, I hate so, that dude hate him so much so I kind of feel that I, I still think there would have been opportunity for him to you know grow more yeah yeah so I think that's why I, I just like it's trying really... to figure out how he works inside it's just he's interesting to me like where are you coming from where is this where is this hatred of yourself because he really he hates himself sometimes it's so much yeah um I, I know that Sam goes through that too so they the poor boys like they just they, they therapy so forever and ever <laughs> it's really interesting what you said about you know sort of the things that Dean does when we were talking about him lying how much of that is him and how much of that was Chuck because mm, I think yeah. that's that's a really interesting point to explore how much of it was Chuck just rewriting the same things over and over again to see if he got a different outcome well do you remember and we never we yeah. never knew did we yeah but do you remember when we were because I remember when we were all watching season 15 together and we would like chat you know about like when it came back and it was the second part and it was the last like yeah. seven or eight episodes and I was just so angry because I'm like this doesn't feel like Dean there's things that he's doing doesn't feel like he would act this way and yeah there was I think it was what was the one right before the one right before just oh unity where it's it focuses on like Amara and Jack and um, you know, them trying to figure out the plan and they have to go get the, they have to go meet Adam and, um, is it Sarah? What's the, I can't remember the angel's name, but Adam Michael. and his significant other and, <laughs> and they, Michael. Uh, Adam and Michael. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking nope. about, um, like add the Adam and Eve, but it wasn't, it wasn't Eve with Adam oh. when they had to go get the, the Adam's rib and there was an angel. I think her name was Serafina, but I can't, don't know for sure. I, I might, oh no, I you've really, wrong. you've really thrown me because Adam and Eve were in the last season of Lucifer. And now that's okay. all I can And I haven't about. finished watching that. I'm only on like, I have, I've only gotten to like end of season three for that. So I have to catch up on that too. Oh but, no, you have to, you have to finish it. Let me, no, let me I, see I, I will. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to find to. out who it was. I feel like oh. it's Serafina or she was that type of angel, like a, a seraphin. Um, but anyway. It was that episode and Dean was doing so many things where he was just like, nope, I'm done. This is what we're going to do. This is how we have to do it. Um, and even like towards the end of that, like culmination where he like, he pulls the gun out on Sam and he's like, no, that's it. Yeah. Done. And he's using his hand gestures in a way that I'm like, see, Dean wouldn't do this. And I still, I still believe that there are instances where you know Chuck was he was he was pushing something and I don't know how he was able to get in there and you know make those sort of 
decisions, but a lot of things in season 15, you could say it was bad writing. You could say it was whatever. Some things just didn't ring true to Dean. He almost felt dumber in a way. Yeah. And I was like, that's not my Dean. That's not, that's, he, they would say things and he would do callbacks or they would do callbacks and thing. And I'm like, well, no, he would know that he would know that that was not a thing or he would know that phrase. They said something really, like, really bothered me. Um, still to this day, like, he didn't know what an Achilles heel was. And, and then I remember yeah, rewatching no. an episode, an earlier episode, and he literally uses that phrase. And I'm like, okay, I get it. 15 years, somebody's not going to, you know, remember every single episode. I'm like, but you're making him dumber than he, he yeah. deserves to be, you know? And they, they, they would give you flashes of, there's more to him. Like, what's that one line that he says? That's so funny. Uh, in season 15, he's like, she's like, one of the gods is like, oh, you're a beach read. And he's like, you know, baby, I'm Tolstoy or something like that. And I'm like, that's, yeah, it's, it's like that, that says a lot about, again, surface, and then what you get underneath. And then a couple episodes later, they're making him say something stupid. And I'm like, so that's why I think it was, there was a lot, I think that was still Chuck again I I say that because I want to I want to reconcile with some of the things in season 15 that don't don't ring true to me it could have been very well been bad writing and people just not caring maybe as much but I want to think that some of those actions or some of those choices were because he was being influenced in some way yeah you know you don't want to you don't want to be like it's been 15 years and the writers have given up yeah I tell tell you I tell you what is my biggest, biggest plot hole for Dean, and it's not even in the last season. It's in... Uh, they're in the not alternate universe, so Jack's alive. So what's that, like, 13 onwards? Yeah, maybe, yeah, 13? Yeah. Before, is it? Yeah, 13. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, in, they're in the alternate universe, and they're going through that cave of vampires, Mm. And Sam gets taken mm-hmm. and Dean doesn't leaves. leave him. Yeah, no, would Dean not. Dean leaves. No. And I remember I was watching that with my husband. I was watching that one because I think we watched, I think I might have like rewatched season 14 with him or we watched it together or something. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that and I paused it and he was so done with me at that point because I kept pausing <laughs> it to be like, I'm this. <laughs> and I paused it and I was like, that is some ball. That would, that would not happen. And he yeah. went, well, he'd have died, and I'm like, he would not leave his brother no. even if he died. Yeah, and then they never, they never addressed it. And I realized it was just a setup mm-hmm. to have. Was it Lucifer still at that point? Yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. Lucifer came. to come yeah. and to come mm-hmm. and bring him back to life and save him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I just, just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Just never, not in any universe on the planet would that have happened. Yeah, and now I'm looking at it going. Was that a Chuck thing or a mm-hmm. writer thing? That's mm-hmm. the best thing the Supernatural writers ever did. Yes. Yeah. Is make it that it's all been Chuck. Because now you go, is that shitty writing? Yeah. Or is you, that a Chuck thing? That's their out, you know? And that's what people can use and utilize and go for. It's like, oh God, that's that's so not, that's so Route 666 or something like that. <laughs> um, which I still, I mean, so like I- I like there's so many like relationships and things that he's like he doesn't have many I think in terms of the same Sam doesn't have a lot of like quality long-term relationships but I I think Dean really wanted that and constantly kept putting that aside too like you know 
I would still love, I would have loved to have seen Cassie come back in some, you know, even if it's just like, you know, come back and like another hookup or another whatever, or, you know, just knowing now what I've learned about the fandom and how much they just so didn't want the boys to have relationships, you know, outside of Sam and Dean. It's dumb because like we were talking about this, who buys romance novels that you don't want to be explicit. If the boys had had partners, Mm-hmm. That would have been far more skin on show. Yeah. It's like they didn't want that. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want that? <laughs> Guys, please. Why? A small little taste of what it could be like. I mean, season. So like when you get Dean in season one, right? And then season four. And then not even really anything in season six, like with Lisa, which again, come on. Yoga instructor. Yeah. You got to work with You're bendy. Show us. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. You know, and it's just, it's, it's, I, they, they really, I get, I get people wanting that relationship, but you can have, you, that's why it was so unhealthy people, like, because they weren't given a chance or an outlet outside yeah. of Sam and Dean. And then again, they had to find it somewhere and then they started using the whole Destiel, you know, thing. And then they were kind of okay with Sam and Eileen, but let's not, God forbid, you know, bring her back or whatever, like for like the last episode to like make it seem like, okay, well, at least somebody's, you know, even though it's got to be her in the- It's, um, it's got to it's be her. It's got to be her or it's going to be her. It's just- it's, I just it's like, her. there are a few things I will fight people on. Like I will fight people that City Grown Willow is written for Daniil. And I swear to God, Jensen and Misha- could come out of the next convention holding hands, make out with each other, and be like, this song is Misha's song, and then rip each other's clothes off and bone on the stage, and I'd be like, Danielle's song. I just wouldn't have it. Oh, fight people on this. And Blurry Lady in the episode that shall not be named is Eileen. Just, it is. Fight me. It is. It is. And it's Danielle's song, and I don't care. Yeah, I I just, I I don't know. There's me... Again, it's still one of the, I, I just, I love coming back to the show. I, and I feel like, like you said, you can find new things. And I'm, I know you said you keep kind of like rewatching the same first four or five seasons, but I'm one of those people where once now, now that I've known I missed out on a lot the first go around, I will stay on like a schedule. And like, so with my husband, you know, like I'll say, okay, Supernatural Night, we're going to watch a couple episodes. So like, we're just at season, we've made it to season eight. Um after I don't know how many months of, of stuff like that. So we're, you know, we're going to yeah. watch it all the way through again. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it all the way through with you. And then you won't have to watch it again for a while. <laughs> then I'll watch it I'm on gonna, my own. <laughs> I am going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to try and, you know, power through. Like it's hard though. I mean, like season, season six and seven, season six, I know people hate season seven. I still think there were, were a lot of good episodes in season seven but i hate that they took so many things away from sam and dean you know in season seven and that's what like just just because like the fact that they took you know Cass was gone and then they took baby away from dean for like the whole season you don't do that and then they took bobby and you know i i think they introduced a lot of interesting characters but they it was kind of building up for like another you know, another round of what are we going to do? And then mm-hmm. Bob, Bobby was hard. That was a hard one of uh, rewatching. That was like, 
mm-hmm. was a hard episode. There are certain episodes that are really hard and they just, they just keep losing people. So yeah, I, I, I think rewatching it, the whole thing gives you really more of a, yeah, just the arc, but like different sections have different you arcs know, to them. Talking on that, because obviously I've been like, I've been writing since um, sort of like timeline wise, back end of 14 through 15 mm-hmm. and then post post show completely and going back and watching it. And it's I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. uh, the scenes with uh, Jared and Jen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much the scenes with Jared and Jen. It was looking at Sam in that particular episode. He's drunk and he's mad and he's mm-hmm. going to some shit up. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I was like <laughs> I was still sick I was dying on the sofa and I was like oh my god I have so many plot ideas <laughs> <laughs> I just like making notes about plot ideas mm-hmm. and then like it's still blessed him he's still sitting in my google docs because I haven't had a chance to go back to him yet but I was like that's gonna be freaking awesome <laughs> so I am gonna power through this time because I think I'll end up with a lot more inspiration the like watching it will give me a lot more inspiration to mm-hmm. write you know maybe more canonically yeah than my au stuff that i'm writing at the moment yeah because how often have you gone through season six and solo sam have you do you do you get to that point or do you end up, like do you tend to stop and then do your rewatch again before that okay but yeah because there's so much that. there you know just in terms of behavior and yeah, the really shitty stuff that he did, you know, like um, just as yeah. Solace Sam and which, again, I think is interesting because they kind of they kind of equate Solace Sam as being like or, you know, almost like on a Dean level. And it's not, though, like, you know, it's not like, you know, Dean wouldn't necessarily no, do those Solace things. Sam's an asshole. <laughs> Come on, get off the table. Solace Sam's an asshole. And I mm. love him for it, but like he's mm. not Dean. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think. I've, I mean, I've, I've got some, I've got some other ideas too. I'm actually working on one with like um, the episode Tall Tales from season two. Cause I know I don't really spend a lot of time with like Dean before hell. So like, <laughs> I kind of miss that dude. Like let's, let's, let's explore that, you know, where he's, he's still dealing with a lot of stuff, but it's not to the extent, you know? Um, so I'm working on a little one right now. It's probably still going to be it's not going to be long, long, but it's still going to be long. It's already longer than it should be. But because again, I'm plotting and I'm like, you know, wanting to have something have a a beginning, middle and end and, and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes it's just, I, I really do appreciate how well you can just take a moment and just expound on the moment and the feelings mm-hmm. in the moment, you know, and that's what I'm trying to, I have bits and pieces of that. Like I was really proud of in view at the very end um when julie and dean and yes julie is based <laughs> off of me um there's a yep. lot of things about julie that are you know i i took from thank god not not the not the horrible husband thank god i have i have a wonderful husband and mm. when i when i told when i told my husband the plot that you know what the hubby was like he's like are you kidding me i'm like it's a story just go but, I don't um, know. I don't know if if you do this, but I do like not so much like the sort of explicit things because, mm-hmm. like, obviously, I've got a wild enough imagination to imagine what I would do mm-hmm. with with a Sam or a Dean if I got a hold of him. 
But if you're writing something that's got a bit of fluff in it, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, I always pull on my relationship with my husband. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of stuff. When I've written, um, I wrote a, uh, one of my original romances is, uh, it's based in Savannah, Georgia. And the, um, the hero is like this hunky carpenter, this doer, he knows how to do everything, and like a DIYer and stuff. And I, I kind of took a lot of that, you know, the relationship that I have with my husband and how he's like, he's always, he can figure stuff out and he's great that way. And he's always kind of like, you know, can't rely on him. He drives me crazy, but you know, I can rely on him to help me get through things. So I, I used a lot of those like fluffy bits, you know, like are, are based off of like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, the, uh, like the end with, um, in view when they finally get together and they finally get down and dirty I still made it I still made it like fluffy and like I was like making myself like oh no why am I doing this to myself <laughs> and I'm like and it was emotions and you know and and building that in there and then like you know her emotion and then Dean's you know version of it after and and all of that stuff it's just I just I romances are about how you feel about the person and what they do for you and that you know that starry-eyed you know oh my gosh you're the you're the best thing ever and let's focus on that until we have to deal with each other living together and and all those (laughs) other things so yeah it's but then I like exploring you know what the relationship is going to be like too and you know can they can they manage all of the other things because I mean you know my husband and I had to deal with a lot of things like hitting us you know pretty quickly into being a married couple and you know you have to be strong enough to be there for the other person and when they can't be strong you have to be strong so that kind of dynamic you know you have to know when to when to step up and you might not be able to do everything that that other person does but it's it's just being there you know that's what I like about about Julian Dean you know I want them to be there for each other you know no matter what so yeah. that's why they kind of they're special to me <laughs> yeah no no yeah. I get that I get that yeah. I just I don't know I prefer like I plots plots too difficult I get too yeah. tangled up in my own head I prefer to just take like just just a snapshot of something and just be like this is just something and you can imagine what happened before you mm-hmm. can imagine what happens after it but just for this one this one moment this is what it's going to be like I, I remember when I was about to post cut which is the last the last something I posted which is mm-hmm. a bit a bit a bit kink mm-hmm. um and I remember posting it and then I was like damn I should probably put like a disclaimer in the in the notes <laughs> or something that was just like let's just assume that all the pre-scene conversations have been had and let's assume mm-hmm. that you know there yeah. are supplies on hand and, and nobody is in danger at any point let's yeah. just suspend reality because yeah. I just thought God, I got, I don't want someone to read this and think this is how you go into this. No, you yeah. have the conversation. Chats yeah. have to be had first. Yeah. So Absolutely. I don't know. I just I just because I don't tend to get like a full a full plot idea. I'll just have like just one snapshot, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Just like, hey, what if, what if Sam had like a, a a secret knife kink or a secret pain kink or mm-hmm. you know, Sam Sam wanted to be submissive or you know, what, what if Dean secretly is submissive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah. I, I get it. That's why I, I've I got to say your work. I've really enjoyed putting Dean in charge 
for birthdays I did <laughs> that was really really good because I'd like obviously everything I've written for Dean he's just been a little bit submissive yeah I mean at varying degrees but mostly yeah but that one I was like she didn't want him submissive no so, no that's, know, that's yeah no I didn't I didn't I didn't want him submissive <laughs> yeah I, I, I gathered that from your works but then obviously I talked to you about it and I was like you don't want him to get on his knees and you were like please do not <laughs> but it was honestly it was really fun I tell you what I run into though this is a problem I run into all the time mm-hmm. names pet names mm-hmm. because I don't do the YN thing don't like mm-hmm. it yeah so I gotta give names yeah and I get because I started writing Sam I give him all the good ones mm-hmm. and now when I come to write Dean I'm like son of a gun what does he call you <laughs> what does he call you and then obviously like you know like baby girl is now sam in my mind because Mm -hmm. of walker Mm -hmm. so i was like well i can put good girl in in this one but if he's submissive i can't put that what is what is he gonna call everyone yeah Yeah. i wrote myself into such a corner by only writing sam stuff and giving him you know the the good nicknames yeah but it, it it worked it was it was very good very good yeah you did very well I love that you kept the onesie thank you I appreciated that because even though I don't think any other man that I know could pull that off so the the, the red onesie was, was something that I wanted oh my goodness it just really cracked me up I enjoyed writing the onesie though I did yeah I did. there's there's a, there's a lot to do in a, in a onesie you know that you can it can yeah. it's interesting I like it's I, like the peeling of a, like a banana you know it's like that slow yeah. like strip down then you get more and more and more it's kind it's of okay you can kind of like, you know, it tends to be more like a traditional romance novel where the, the male lead will unzip the lady's dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's always portrayed as this very central moment. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it loses something because this is giant pajamas. <laughs> but the thought is still the same. You're still yeah. like unzipping a present. It's great. It is. It's definite. It's it's I love that. It's, and it's, I could it's a Dean Christmas present. It's it was I awesome. could really, really see Dean like trying to shove it off his legs and then we just be like, fuck it. Yes. And just like just shoving everything down. Like, whatever. It's like, come on, we just gotta yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what was... I that's what I like about certain situations thinking about with him. Like he's very much be like, Okay, that's it. I I'm 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 done with the I've, yeah. I've been romantic. I've done all the things. Now it's I like... put the heating on for her. I ran her a bath. <laughs> I cooked her dinner. It. Pants off. Get down to business. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Dean would do that for you, though. Like, we talked about his, yeah. you know, sort of... The actions. I think he would. I, I think yeah. it Because I feel like even a little bit that you saw um, with him and Lisa and Ben, like, you know, he, he got very... He got pretty domestic even in that little... Like, you know, that little montage in the beginning, like he was doing a lot of things that, you know, the cooking and the, you know, the taking care of like the, you know, the making sure everything was locked up and, you know, doing the little things here and there. I could, I could see him, I could see him mm-hmm. doing those things for somebody that he he cared about. I mean, where else is he going to, if he's not hunting the way that he's usually hunting, he's got to be doing something, you know, I could imagine him fixing a ton of stuff yeah. around the house and like, baby, I did this, you know, um, you were talking about, oh, that, that thing that you were, you know, I, I saw that thing was bugging you. I, I fixed it, you know, like, and without really having to be asked, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of how I, I feel like he would just, he would, when he, when he got to know you, he would know what you needed done kind of thing. That's, that's my yeah. take on him. Um, I think he's very, 
not attuned. Maybe he is. I, I, I think he's attuned to people. Like, I think he pays attention even when you think he doesn't. And that's like, my husband will do that too. Like half the time, I don't think he's paying attention. And then all of a sudden he, he does something. I'm like, oh, okay. You were listening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing you listened and you got out of it. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Even if you didn't listen to everything, you listened to something and you, you realized, you know, Yeah. you know, so that's, that's, that's how I absolutely. kind of imagine being yeah yeah I know when I was writing that I sort of toyed with having having him mentioned that he was gonna come like if you weren't home soon he was gonna come and get you mm-hmm. and then I was like uh it's probably not gonna work because I'd like I'd written that like you were driving home as well but mm-hmm. in, in my mind in my mind I can see being like in the in the kitchen in, mm-hmm. in his onesie mm-hmm. just like cooking away and he's like keeps looking at the clock mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just checking on the time and in his head he's thinking if it gets to x time i'm gonna get in the car and find her car you know <laughs> i'm gonna go and find her and i will tow her home i need to know where she is she's late yeah and it was just another one of those like it's a problem and i'll come and fix it you know mm-hmm. leave your car and i'll drive you home in my car because i imagine if you put like snow tires on the impala it would probably be fine she's got the rooms <laughs> I don't do cars. I she's got the she's got the engine rooms. If you made the tires yeah, do, I yeah, imagine yeah. it would he be would, fine. He would be able to make it work. He'd probably get out of any kind of spot too. So he'd he'd mm-hmm. figure stuff out. Again, that's kind of like how my how my hubby is. Like he kind of like, you know, he just he figures stuff out. He figures out how to get something done. Or he just knows. And I'm like, how do you know this? And I was like, well, just you know, he just figured it out over time, worked on cars. Da, 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 da. Know how the, I'm like, okay. All right, great. I just need to know I need to get to here and there and just make sure my car can do that, please. <laughs> and if something happens, I need to know I can call you and you can help walk me through it. So he's like, okay. He's like, I can do that. So yeah, it's that kind of reassurance that he's there that I yeah. like about his character that I feel not gets wasted on Sam, but too much of it, I think over the 15 years was, you know, given to Sam when it could have it could have gone to I think it could have been equally shared with lots of other people you know and he didn't really get that opportunity so yeah yeah that's my spiel on Dean and why and yeah it was like I said I I hate act I hate even like admitting that you know it wasn't (laughs) how I started but I feel like it was like well earned you know like (laughs) I'm gonna tell everybody. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, it was Jared that got her into Supernatural." It was. It was. It was Gilmore Girls and Jared. He was so cute on Gilmore Girls, and then I saw him on the Baby. on the little thing, and he it, that had to be season eight long hair. I think that they oh. keep using on that one picture because it was long. And um, if it wasn't season eight, it was season seven. It it, it was long hair, and yeah, oh I my was god, just, hello. Yeah, so that was was it. So the next author that we're going to talk about is a human female. They are not very heavily into supernatural. Most of their fandom writings actually come from Law & Order SVU. They've written 40 fictions for that. Supernatural, they only have three. And most of their pairings in the supernatural fandom are with Donna Hanscom and Dean Winchester. A Human Female does a lot of AU Dean and 
there's actually one, another fic that's a lot longer that I just recently finished and then ended up finding this next fiction based off of how much I enjoyed their writing. Um, and that AU was more, I think, a, um, Dean was a former cop and actually his love interest in that is Donna and the same applies for this fiction. So again, not a lot of fiction for Supernatural, but still a really great, really great author. I just love the way that they write. So the title of the fiction that I'm going to be talking about a little bit is called Professional Distance. It's rated explicit. The category is female-male. Relationship is Donna Hanscom and Dean Winchester. Again, it's alternate universe. There's not really a lot of tags. I think this author has the same issue I do with tags because they have some amazing pieces that I think aren't getting seen enough. Um, I'll have to check on their stats, but I know their comments are always great from the people that read them. So the summary for this is Dean Winchester is an editor known for his critical eye and keen insight, finding himself a famed name in the world of romance novels. No matter the material that crosses his desk, Dean has always been able to maintain his professional distance. Until Donna Hanscom, as if his crush on the effervescent blonde weren't incapacitating enough, now she's introduced a love interest to her latest novel that seems suspiciously like him. So AU it might as well be an alternate galaxy. Just got a bug and had to get this down on paper before I got distracted. So the additional note from the author is there's nothing about this that is in character, not a thing except for some vague passing resemblance to the characters we all know and love. Normally I don't believe in messing with a good thing. I just had to explore this little what if before it killed me. And I actually kind of disagree just a little bit with that. I do feel that there's definitely a resemblance to the main characters in terms of Dean and Donna. There's just an inherent like ability to them that I think you get right off the bat. And there's a lot of importance of family, hard work. So the reason I think I have a special place for this fiction is being uh, my own romance lover and a romance author, I just was taken by the thought that, um, you know, what if you did actually have an editor and that editor was Dean Winchester and you were writing romance novels that he had to look at, approve, decide whether or not it was something that the publishing company was going to go ahead with, if anything needed to be changed, uh, tweaked, and just thinking that someone like Dean Winchester would be reading my romance novels was actually very interesting. So taking it a couple steps further, there's this great little twist in the story and not really a twist. I think you can probably get where the author would be going. Uh, Dean kind of likes Donna. He's had a thing for her for years. They've worked together off and on, but it's been basically just a professional relationship. And then one day, you know, she strolls into his office. She's got another um, novel that she wants him to take a look at. She sends him the first few chapters and um, he starts reading and he gets into the part where the hero to um, Donna's heroine, which is, she's just a great 
main character. She's very take charge, a lot like, well, I would say, at least in the role of being an investigator, um, she has that similar vibe to Donna. But she's also, I think, has a lot more confidence, just kind of takes what she wants, does what she needs to do, no nonsense. And I think when you look at Donna as a character on Supernatural, I think she was a lot more meek and timid in the beginning when we were first introduced to her. And I think she grew into her own. And I think the aspect of this AU is a lot similar to that, but you don't get that aspect of Donna's character until a little bit later. So here's um, a little bit of the beginning of Professional Distance. Dean Winchester has been an editor for going on 12 years since graduating college with his degree in literature. A quick study with a critical eye, he'd come with a slew of recommendations from professors and the insurance he'd have a bestseller in his first year. He'd gone into the field hoping to land a position in fantasy or science fiction, dragons and space battles. You want to know where he'd ended up instead? Romance. Sweet inspirational love stories and depraved erotica all came across his desk, demanding his careful eye and effortless marketing. It turned out that selling romances was a lot easier when the man selling it was quick with a smile and easy on the eyes. So they told him anyway. In just over a decade, he'd climbed from untested newbie to a big name, someone in demand who got to be picky about what he took on. There were a few people who had balked at a man editing chiclet, but he brushed them off. Oddly enough, he enjoyed it. Romance wasn't something he'd normally read, and that gave him the ability to distance himself enough from the work to be critical of it, to find errors and plot holes that needed to be addressed. The racier stuff didn't bother him. He was able to maintain his professional distance. It didn't hurt that all the authors to take the chair across from his desk tended to look and sound like his mother. Until Donna Hanscom. That wasn't the name on her book covers. No, for that she'd chosen something so obviously fake it made him cringe, but it was the one he'd written in his calendar for that afternoon at three o'clock. Donna reminded him exactly nothing of his mother. Where Mary Winchester was sharp lines and wry grins, Donna was all curves and boisterous laughter. She had an accent that constantly made his mouth twitch up in a smile that stayed with him for the rest of the day. She also wrote things that made him loosen his tie and clear his throat when he edited late at night, in bed, with his laptop and a beer. Donna wrote paranormal romance. More specifically, she wrote about a voluptuous blonde whose job was to hunt down and kill the paranormal, usually with a male partner who was different in every installment, all of whom found themselves enamored with her by the end of the book. After a long hunt and a bloody kill, she took her fill of the guy, typically on the hood of her muscle car, before driving off into the sunset with a wink and a smile. Unless, of course, they died. Her work fit the market trend toward this kind of thing perfectly, and she wrote it well, keeping her heroine just this side of relatable and worthy of cheering on. Readers ate it up, and she was writing full-time now, having quit her job as a small-town sheriff back in Minnesota. So again, it kind of takes Donna's place in Supernatural in the books, but just blows her wide open, almost gives her a little bit of a Dean attitude. Um, and the author does a great job. They intersperse actual snippets and excerpts from the novel that she's writing um, into the story. There's this whole slow burn. Um, you really get to see how she makes it known um, that she's interested. 
does a really good job of it. And again, it's just so, it's just such a fun read and it is very explicit towards the end. I will say it's a slow burn, but once you get there, it's, it's pretty amazing. So just, you know, be aware again, like, I don't know, hopefully you'll know that by now, you know, I'm more mature and explicit in terms of what I like to read, but this one towards the end is explicit, but not, not like surgery. It's just not that way. Like you're not getting all of the anatomy descriptions and different things like that. It's just really good. You will really enjoy it. If you are a writer and you enjoy romance or you're a romance reader, you're going to really, I think, appreciate this and still see Dean in it, even though it's AU. See, I mean, I guess, because I know, like I said, when, when I, when I recommended this, I realized how long it was and I was like, so mine, my recommendation, professional distance, which is by a human female, um, which again, I'm assuming, assuming is female, but could be, so we'll just, we'll still go, go they, them. Um, I was, I had read one of their other works first, which I think is, um, who wants to live forever. And that one's really more of, it's a, it's a thriller bodyguard AU where, you know, Donna's in, enmeshed in like some, espionage stuff where she gets in trouble and she's got to be like a um a witness so she goes into witness protection sam's a lawyer um dean's like was a cop isn't anymore so there's like some ptsd there you would probably really like that one too but it's a long one um i think i might have that one bookmarked yeah my my worry is i write it up to a certain point but then i think i think a character doesn't make it because i think it has one of those um warnings and I don't know if I want to get to that point so I've gotten up to about like maybe 90 95 percent and I'm just like "Mm." so I think when I ended up finding this um story by a human female professional distance I really just loved the you know like I keep saying I really want to see like Jensen do almost like a rom-com or something that's light but, you know, doesn't have like the highest stakes imaginable, like the end of the world or, you know, somebody's got to be protected from, you know, this crazy cop killer person. It's like boiling it down to just the relationship, you know, and like that is why I really kind of like loved this story. And then when the premise was, you know, I, I think I don't know. If, I don't know if you agree too, but I've always kind of wanted I thought Donna and Dean would be a fun relationship sort of like you know for them I think that they I think they would have been they already have a really Mm -hmm. good friendship that I almost thought that it would be like again everybody's written tons of versions of them like you know outside of canon so that's fine but I always thought they would be like yeah he'd respect her you know he'd and she'd you know she'd respect him and they'd almost not be almost on a certain like same like hunter level kind of thing um kind of like how rookie and dean you know form that you know level of working together i i kind of feel like there was respect there that turned into something else but the story is very au which isn't really my thing but it it has a it's it's plot driven, even though it's not heavy plot, but, you know, beginning, middle, end, and it's Donna's a romance author and Dean's her editor. And 
you know, you can't, I, I know people like Dean Winchester, an editor, but it's like when it boils down to the, a little bit of the background, then you really realize inherently deep down, it's still Dean in there, you know, and how Dean would react or, um, you know, like offers to help out and different things like that. Like you just get that sense that the, um, the, the parts of the character inside are still very reminiscent and reflective of their characters in the show. Um, they, yeah. they don't have, they don't have as much baggage. Donna does. Um, they still do a lot of Donna's, you know, having a really um, awful ex-husband that, you know, she needed to get over and feel better about herself and, you know, build up her confidence. But, you know, Dean seems to have more of like a pretty well-balanced um, background. There isn't a lot of, there isn't any mention of Sam. So I don't know if, you know, Sam is, you know, um, at least I don't think I, I the only, there was one mention of Sam, which I highlighted where, um, when Donna writes these romance novels, she writes, it's almost like a, um, paranormal detective similar to what she is, you know, and how Sam and Dean are on the show. And one yeah. of the, she has a, um, she has sort of like a, a hero or a guy that she hooks up with, um, each series, but then the guy always gets killed off. And one of the, um, the, um, I think one of the like last books she wrote, one of her, uh, hookups was a guy named Sam, but he didn't make it. <laughs> he was like, yeah. you know, so you, you know, right off the back that maybe, you know, maybe there, there might be some reference to him at some point, but not, you know, not in, not in, in this. Um, and I thought that was like a shame that Sam didn't make it, um, in, in one of her stories, but no, I, I love the, um, I love the flirting. It's just so light and it's so fun. And, you know, she's, you know, trying to lead him on with some different um, suggestions. And they've known each other a while. So it's kind of like a friends to lovers thing or more work, working relationship. And then, you know, you find out more about the person. And I just, I just loved it. I just loved how, how fun it is and how she took in bits of, um, you know, Donna's writing is in there, you know, taking parts out of the story she's working on that Dean's editing. And I just love the idea of like a hot, a hot editor, like, you know, reading my stuff and like, you know, getting all hot and bothered by it. Like, and if it was Dean yeah. Winchester, oh my God, you know? So mine's really more, I guess, plot character fluff, but the ending, because, um, so at the end, they're at, uh, close to the end before they hook up, Donna's in this, um, amazing outfit that has a zipper <laughs> we were just talking about a little while ago and she's very curvaceous very you know very much like the character and like dean's just like all about it and it's like you know, he can't wait to like get her out of it and there's so much like she uses this outfit like to such advantage in the scene that's finally like you to build up build up build up and it's in this like library sort of setting this like, huge like mansion where they find Ooh. a place to get to get away and it's like finally all of that stuff comes out and it is it's amazing and it's just like the unzipping of her and all of that is just you will like it <laughs> yeah no I'm definitely I've I've bookmarked it I'm gonna when we're done with this recording I'm, I'm gonna go and read it yeah yeah but I mean it's it just has a and I like that because I'm like looking at my notes I like how 
Dean is sort of like almost a fangirl in this, you know, like it's like flips, flips it a little bit where, you yeah. know, um, he's the one that, you know, he, of course he thinks like he's the one that has the crush. And then you find out, you know, that's, that's, hasn't been the case all this time, but it's the pining for each other. But the fact that he, he fangirls over her. And I think that's just, it's so cute. That's you know? so, so nice. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you. I always thought Dean and Donna would have been good, a good hookup in the show. I always, I always really liked Donna and I have like a huge crush on mm-hmm. Brianna as well. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, she was one of the first, the first characters in the show, I suppose, apart from Jodie, but for different reasons, mm-hmm. that wasn't like the resident hot girl in the low rider jeans mm-hmm. and the tank top, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And she like, you know, we, <laughs> she came, she came in on the spa episode, didn't she? But then they had the thing mm-hmm. with the, professional eaters and that were getting killed and mm-hmm. she's eating donuts with Dean at the police station yeah yeah I love and that. I love it and I love the blooper that goes along with it mm-hmm. where he's covered in icing sugar and she's trying to get through all <laughs> but I absolutely and you know she's like she's curvaceous and you know we see her eating stuff mm-hmm. and she's like Again, apart from apart from Jodie, she's one of the first girls that we see that isn't like scared. I think the one thing that I like you're saying just how how real kind of Donna is is that I I liked that they showed how her self confidence, like even though she was a badass and a, a sheriff and she did her job and she did it well, she still had those, you know, self. She just didn't mm. like herself very much, you know, because of the relationship that you know she had with you know her husband that wasn't the healthiest and how she's kind of she had to grow and the things she had to sacrifice too you know a part of being a hunter that I really think sucked um for her you know like in the show where I think that she just needed another hunter you know somebody that was Mm -hmm. understanding of the job and it's like you know they love burgers they they would just have the best time you know they would I really like that scene when I think it's in season 14 when Mary's at Donna's cabin and Dean goes in to, I guess, the workshop. And I I guess Donna, I mean, I know Donna had gotten the, I think cabin like inherited from somebody, but she has all of these like cowboys and it's <laughs> like scantily, yeah. like scantily clad cowboys. And it's like, okay, they both might like, <laughs> you know, so I think there's a lot of stuff that you know, they, they hadn't had in common and, but yeah, I just, I, I like how they, you know, they get to know each other and you see that she's very confident in some regards, but then she's very unsure in others and they're both willing, you know, in the story to, you know, just take a chance and, you know, go for it. And the ending is so freaking cute. Like, it's just, it's so sticky sweet, but just so so cute. Mm. It's just, it's one of those things. I, I, I made a note, like once I started reading this one, I had to, I had to finish it. And so it has my, it has a special, like, I love it just because it's about, you know, like a romance author. So I love that part of it. Um, yeah. But, you know, seeing like her process and the things that she does and how she deals with the editor and um, just how fun, you know, like a fun character and that she, she sees what she wants and then she finds like, I'm just going to find, I'm just going to go for it and just see what happens. So, but she does it in a sneaky way. And, you know, it's that 
revelation that he has, you know, while reading some of her stuff. And then it's like, I love that. And the fact that he's like, you know, getting off on reading her things. It's just like, that's just so, yeah, that's just so steamy. I just love that. I just love that. Um, so yeah, it's, and the dialogue, the dialogue is really good. Um, even the texting, you know, the way that she ends up texting him, she's still kind of like writing a romance novel, like, and then, so it's, 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 it's very clever. It's a clever little story. And it's nothing like, again, this author, I think when I was reading the, um, the backstory on, on this author, they write a lot of, um, SVU. So I think they tend to go for more like crime drama thriller. So you can understand the other, the other really like long one. That's a Donna and Dean one that has that thriller aspect to it, where this is so different, but just so mm-hmm. still the great like writing. So that's why I, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to just go with this one because I, I, I could see this, this writer being like, especially when she writes the other um, plots and things like how much thought has to go <laughs> into plot. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fun. And the, this one, this one you'll really like, you have to let me know um, when you get to, like, I, um, to the, the big scene, like what you yeah. do. Cause I feel like you'll have a lot of things that you'll enjoy <laughs> that way. <laughs> I'm going to have thoughts. I'm going to be noting all the document and everything. No, I am. <laughs> I am really looking forward to reading this. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's been mentioned to me before and I've just kind of been like, yeah, you well, know, but I think it's one of those things when they're long me. too, you know, like when, when it's a longer one and you know, you know, it's again, like you have to kind of, you'll, you'll either like, it'll be all, all in one sitting um, or you'll like, you know, get to it probably over like maybe a couple days or something like that. I don't know how fast you read. I don't read that fast. So um, oh, I, I consume yeah voraciously consume yeah I, I don't know how some people do it like I'm just like again I go back to Winchester's Queen because like I, I see like she's like oh my god she, she's like this one she's like this one I'm like oh my goodness I'm like this person's reading a lot and I'm just like you yeah. know I, I try to at least get maybe like one original book in like maybe every couple months like in between all the fan fiction that I that I am reading so this yeah. was this was a really good one. This one sticks with me a lot. Like, and I like those ones that you kind of still think about the characters, you know, even for a couple of days after, whether it's good or bad or however the feeling is, whether it's a mm-hmm. twist in your stomach or it's a um a happy feeling or it's a wistful, you know, it just there's another one that we both really liked. Um that I want to talk about at some point and we can figure out, I have a feeling we'd have to like rock, paper, scissors for who gets to talk about that one. Cause we've, <laughs> we've talked about that one before, but um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot to this. So yeah. You have to let me know how you like it. If you're interested in reaching out, finding out more about us um, or learning more about what we plan on doing with the podcast, um, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. Our Twitter handle is idling in the letter D, Impala. And then in terms of reaching out to me, I have some works on AO3. My username is Drasna. On Twitter, you can find me at S Kyle, K-Y-L-E, writes W-R-I-T-E-S not rights like a ceremony. And also my website for some of my original fiction is at sandrakyle.com. I keep a solid theme. 
I'm all in one place. I usually have the same profile picture on all the places as well. So if you want to find me on AO3, read anything I've done, you can find me at Carly Karma. However you think that's spelled, I guarantee you it's not. So that's uh, K for Kilo, A for Alpha, R for Romeo, L for Lima, E for Echo, E for Echo, and then Karma as you would spell it normally. See, I told you it wasn't how you thought it was. And I'm exactly the same on Twitter, Carly Karma. Uh, it's the same profile picture for both sites as well, just in case you think, hey, I wonder if I found two people with a weird name. It's not. If it's the same profile picture, it's me. So that's where I'm at. So messages on Twitter, send us an email. You want to reach out to either of us personally, that's where you can find us. Yeah, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh-oh. What? I just got a text from Dean. It just says, car now. Oh, no. Busted. Yeah, we got to get baby back in the garage before Dean has a panic attack again. I can't cope with another, somebody stole my car. Well, thanks for coming along for the ride. It was great catching up, and hopefully we can sneak out again soon and not cause Dean to have major palpitations in the process. Yeah, ideally not. You know how he gets. It was really great catching up, though. We hope to see you again soon. Bye.